Greetings in the name of Jesus. This is Rob Hames. This is 15 Minutes with Jesus. Today's program is called Married to Jesus. Let's turn to 2 Corinthians 11, verse 1. Oh, that you would bear with me in a little folly. And indeed, you do bear with me. For I am jealous for you with godly jealousy. For I have betrothed you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear lest somehow, as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he who comes preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if you receive a different spirit, which you have not received, or a different gospel, which you have not accepted, you may well put up with it. Let's turn to Romans 7, verse 1. Or do you not know, brethren, for I speak to those who know the law, that the law has dominion over a man as long as he lives. For the woman who has a husband is bound by the law to her husband as long as he lives. But if the husband dies, she is released from the law of her husband. So then, if while her husband lives, she marries another man, she will be called an adulteress. But if her husband dies, she is free from that law, so that she is no adulteress, though she has married another man. Therefore, my brethren, you also are become dead to the law through the body of Christ, that you may be married to another, to him who was raised from the dead, that we should bear fruit to God. For when we were in the flesh, the sinful passions which were aroused by the law were at work in our members to bear fruit to death. But now we have been delivered from the law, having died to that which we were held by, so that we should serve in the newness of the Spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. This is a marriage. When we come to Jesus in true repentance and faith, in his sacrifice on the cross for us, confessing him as our Lord, we enter into a covenant with him, an everlasting covenant in his blood. And this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. When we truly repent of our sins and come to Jesus, trusting in his sacrifice for our sins and receiving him as our Lord, he comes to dwell in our hearts by his Spirit. Let's turn to 1 John 5, verse 20. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know him who is true, and we are in him who is true, in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Galatians 4, 6. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of his Son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. John 1, verse 10. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. As we repent and believe and are baptized into his death through water baptism, our old sinful nature is crucified with him and buried with him. All our old sins are washed away, and when we arise out of the water of baptism, we are raised with him truly as a chaste virgin 
because his blood has washed us white as snow. Then we are married to Jesus. We are in him, and he is in us, and he gives us the Holy Spirit. If we will ask the Father, he will baptize us in his Holy Spirit, that he may lead us every day. Jesus said that we must deny ourselves and take up our cross every day and follow him. We put to death every day our own desires, our own understanding, through the Holy Spirit, yielding to him to do the will of the Father. Jesus is leading us by his Spirit and cleansing us and purifying our souls as we continue through the Spirit to obey his words. We do this because we love him. We love him because he first loved us and gave himself for us. The Lord is gracious, and he will help us to continue with him in his word. He will lead us in righteous pathways to deal with our rebellious and wicked hearts, cleansing us more and more with his word, and through his power conforming us more and more to his image, setting us free more and more from the things and powers that have had us bound in darkness, bringing us out of darkness into his marvelous light. It is a wonderful and marvelous thing to be married to Jesus, to be a member of the bride of Christ. His love is wonderful, and as we remain faithful to him, if we will truly love him, he will perfect us. The Lord said, Be perfect as I am perfect. Be holy, for I am holy. Separated more and more, from this present evil world with all of its corruption and wickedness. The pleasures of this evil world cannot ever compare with the glory of God that he will bring upon those who truly love him. Romans 8, 9 But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Let's turn to 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, 
though it be tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen you love, though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Of this salvation the prophets have inquired and searched carefully, who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ who was in them was indicating when he testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glories that should follow. To them it was revealed that not to themselves but to us they were ministering the things which now have been reported to you through those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things which angels desire to look into. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ, as obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lust as in your ignorance. But as he who has called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. And if you call on the Father, who without partiality judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fear, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. He indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who through him believe in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God. Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit, in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Because all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withers, and its flower falls away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. As we continue with Jesus in his word, with the Holy Spirit guiding us and teaching us, his word will begin to bring forth fruit in us and through us in the lives of others. If we will yield to him and follow him and ask him to deal with our hard hearts. Let's turn to Luke 8, verse 4, the parable of the sower. And when a great multitude had gathered, and they had come to him from every city, he spoke by a parable. A sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trampled down, and the birds of the air devoured it. Some fell on a rock, and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. But others fell on good ground, sprang up, and yielded a crop a hundredfold. When he had said these things, he cried, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Then his disciples asked him, saying, what does this parable mean? And he said, To you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to the rest it is given in parables, that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Now the parable is this, The seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are the ones who hear, then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. But the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy, and these have no root, who believe for a while, and in time of temptation fall away.
Now the ones that fell among thorns are those who, when they have heard, go out and are choked with cares, riches, and pleasures of life, and bring no fruit to maturity. But the ones that fell on the good ground are those who, having heard the word, with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. Jesus is the vine. We are the branches. If we will love him, be faithful to him, and abide in him, he will bring forth much fruit through us. John 15, verse 1. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you, unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch, and is withered, and they gather them, and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit. So will you be my disciples. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends, if you do whatever I command you. This is a marriage. A marriage only works when both parties remain faithful to one another and continue loving one another. Jesus is faithful and he is loving us. He has proven his love for us. Let us remain faithful to him, loving him and following him in the work that he has for us to do. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I am God Almighty. You who are listening to my servant Rob this day, turn to me with all your heart. I have given my son a living sacrifice for your sins. He loved you. He washed you in his own blood from your sins. Turn to him with all your heart. Be married to my son. Be the bride of Christ. Become a spotless bride for my son, and I will receive you into my kingdom, saith the Lord.